Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm your host, Blake Rasmussen, but you're not here for me. You're here for two things. You're here for Brothers War Previews and Gavin Verhey. Aww. Yeah. I'm here for you, Blake. Oh, so I appreciate that. It's a good mutual thing going, it is, going it on It is. Here. It's really nice. Uh, Gavin's here to talk us through some Brothers War Previews, as is tradition. The last Weekly MTG before the full CIG, we kind of blow it out. We do a ton of cards. So you'll see down at the, at the bottom of the screen, down, down there, uh, we're going to do the new Jumpstart cards. We're going to talk through the uh, 10 deck lists on the Brothers War Jumpstart lists. We're going to talk through the Set Booster Commander cards. Gavin's been going through a few of them on Good Morning Magic leading up to now. So we're going to finish out all of those today. And then we have one more main set preview card, uh, Legions to Ashes, as you can also see at the bottom. But what does it do? you got a half hour to speculate and try and figure it out. If you crack the code before we get there, good yeah. work. Hats off to you. Half an hour. That's that's being generous with how long it's going to take us to get through all these other cards. And the news! Which, that that's my that's my segue. I'm going to do some news. Some stuff happened this week. Uh, Gavin and I were both in Magic 30. Also at Magic 30, one Nathan Stoyer, who walked away with the World Championship. Uh, he has been killing it lately. Just winning events, top eighting events, and now the Magic the Gathering world champion. He's he's young and he's coming for everyone. Actually, he's already there. He did it. World champion. Yay. Um, also coming up, now that we're past Magic 30, is Magic Con Philadelphia. All, Woo! Will, all will gather. Gavin and I will both be there as well. Uh, February 17th through 19th. Now, says mtgfestivals.com at the bottom. There's not information, a ton of information there right now, but next week on Weekly MTG on November 10th, we are going to be going through some details from MagicCon Philadelphia. Billy Jensen, the director of play, will be on the show. He's gonna talk through what went right, what went wrong. We're gonna talk through some other play, cool things coming up with promos uh, and events. Uh, so we're gonna talk about all of that November 10th, kind of like a little post-mortem and, and looking forward. So very excited to start talking about MagicCon Philadelphia. Reading Terminal Market is there. That's what I'm excited for. Great food, great games. Yeah. And a bit of uh, Phyrexian looks like too. Yeah. Know, so. yeah, Philadelphia is one of my, we've, we've done a number of events in Philadelphia over the years, Pro Tours, Grand Prix, and Philadelphia is one of my favorite cities to travel to, for Phyrexadelphia sure. For Phyrexadelphia. You heard it here first. Someone in the chat <laughs> can probably do better than that pun, but that's what I got. Uh, next up, uh, so if you'll remember, a while back we revealed the 30th Anniversary Edition promos that are coming with pre-releases. So these you can get just by playing in a pre-release, you'll get these. And there was one card that we didn't reveal because it had not been revealed from Brothers War yet, and now we can reveal it. So the final uh, promo card in that retro frame is Urza. Prince of Krug, so that is a Brothers War card. That will be one of the promos with set code name Polo. So far in the future, we haven't even named the set yet, at least not publicly. Uh, next up, Extra Life. Extra Life is happening this Saturday, November 5th from 6 p.m. to midnight Pacific time on twitch.tv slash magic. It's a fun stream. Uh, it's for a good cause. You can head to extralife.wizards.com to donate. Uh, there are also some cool products at extralifeshop.com. Uh, uh, and then proceeds are going to support Extra Life. 
we had a, we had Mike Turian on the show a couple weeks ago um, to talk through all of that. Really good cause. Check it out um, and uh, help Wizards donate a ton of money to extra. One of my favorite times of the year, right? It yeah. feels good to raise a bunch of money through magic. It's like playing for, games for and raising kids, money. For kids, too. For kids. For kids. It's a great time. It's for it's the kids. Uh, next up, we have a little bit of an announcement about Weekly MTG itself. Uh, weekly MTG, starting not next week, but the week after, is moving to Tuesdays. November 15th, we're going to start airing at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays Pacific Time. Uh, they've moved me off this slot to make room for, um, I, I think, nothing. It's just me. Uh, we decided this was a better time for viewers to get news towards the beginning of the week, to air debuts, to, you know, we've been doing a lot of debuts after, uh, or a lot of weekly MTG after the show uh, debuts on Tuesdays as it is. So we're just, we're just going all in. We're gonna be on Tuesdays starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Of course, you can always catch us on YouTube or the VOD on Twitch afterwards at your leisure. You don't have to tune in live, but you can. It's great, we answer questions. I know this is the big thing I've been waiting to hear, right? You can change all your calendars now. All it's, people, it's ready to go. you got to update, update your calendars, set your alarm. Just make sure you schedule your entire week around this. So Tuesdays, uh, starting November 15th at 10 a.m. Uh, as a bonus, it means we get to do a show the week of Thanksgiving, uh, American oh. Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, We weren't going to do a show that week because nice. holidays. Now we will. Now we will. It means we get to partake in Jumpstart previews. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, also coming up. This Friday is the pre-pre-release for uh, from Loading Ready Run for The Brothers War. Always a good time. Head to twitch.tv slash loadingreadyrun to check out that on Friday. Uh, and then just a note, if you were not able to make it to Magic 30, the panels, um, or at least most of them, will be going up on YouTube, it looks like tomorrow. So check out YouTube tomorrow on the Magic Channel for many of the magic panels that you might have missed there. Sweet. I, I, I want to go back and watch ones I missed. Including Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gavin I, Gavin I just, was there. there are a lot of sweet panels. I didn't get to see them all. So now I can go back well, and actually watch them. doing other things. Right? Yeah. Right. Lots of cool but stuff to do. It was a good time. It's all great. right. Previews. That's that's how excited I am. Flipping I'm so my, excited for previews. my clipboard. We're going to do so many previews. Let's yes. let's start with Jumpstart. Now, yes. um, before we get into Jumpstart, Gavin, let, let's level set. What what parts of Brothers War did you work on and what parts did you not? That's a great question, Blake. Uh, I was in charge of the Brothers War Commander decks. Mm -hmm. So I helped design those decks uh, and all the set booster cards associated with them, which we're going to see a little bit later today. Yep. That's right here, right about the, here the, on the, the screen. The, that, it's it's harder want. to find that than you think, but yeah. So set booster commander cards yep. are uh, my babies. The jumpstart cards, in contrast, I didn't really work on at all because I was busy making the commander cards. As right. it turns out, you can only do so many things at once. Contrary to you, only do so belief. many things at once. It's true. Mm. It's true. Uh, so speaking of which, tune into Good Morning Magic. No, anyway, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, everybody. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm going to talk about those. The, the jumpstart cards. They're cool, though. There's yep. some fun stuff in there to check out. And it's also a fun way to start playing, right? Brothers War comes out, mm -hmm. grab some jumpstart packs, getting to battling right away. The set jumpstart's been a fun a fun way for new players and experienced players alike to, to enjoy the set. So. Yeah. And a note on jumpstart. So there, there's two different ways we talk about jumpstart. So there's the set jumpstart, which are 10 different uh, deck lists, one, two for each color. Those come with every set. But there is coming up Jumpstart 2022, which is an entire Jumpstart set meant to be played that way. We're going to start previews for that on the 22nd. And you know, we might we might share a little bit, not today, 
but we might share a little bit more coming up soon. Uh, Jumpstart is a really good way to just kind of like shuffle up and play. And so um, we're excited to talk about the Brothers War, but we're also excited to jump into Jumpstart 2022 coming up as well. All right. Let's talk about these Jumpstart cards. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, reminder that these are, saw the question in chat, these are standard legal cards. Um, so we're going to start with Terror Ballista. Ballista? I can never do that. Uh, it is an artifact creature construct for seven mana. It has menace. And whenever Terror Ballista attacks, you may sacrifice another creature. I'm just going to pronounce it all the ways. Uh, when you do, destroy target creature in opponent controls, and then it has Unearth for three and two black, and it's a five-three. Two things I'll say here on, yeah. on this card. First, is I think we're going to see all the rares first, right? So We are seeing all the rares first, yes, so, correct. So that's cool. So we're going to walk through this is for the black packet, of course. Second thing is, you might notice that it has the unearth ability. Well, sacrificing other creatures when it attacks is great with unearth, because you unearth your other thing, mm -hmm. you attack, you sack the thing that you unearth, yep. you kill off their thing. So some good unearth self-synergy in this deck. Yep, absolutely. It, the deck might even be called unearth. It is. It is. Spoiler alert. The deck is called unearth. All right. Next up, the next rare, and there are five rares coming in these jumpstart. Everything else is found in the main set as well. So this is Artificer's Dragon. It is a 4-4 four, four for six mana, flying, single red. All artifact creatures you control get plus one plus zero until end of turn. This one also has Unearth. Doesn't come in the Unearth deck, uh, but it has Unearth for three and two red. Gavin, tell us about this card. It's super fire breathing. I think it's cool, right? Mm -hmm. It's a dragon that makes all your artifact creatures fire breathe. Great for going wide with your artifact creatures. Yep, absolutely. All right, next up Woodcaller Automaton. 10 mana! 10 mana. Now, 10 mana. You're not always going to spend 10 mana on this. Sometimes you're going to spend two and two green, which is the prototype cost. So the card itself, when Woodcaller Automaton enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap target land you control. It becomes a treefold creature with haste and base power and toughness equal to Woodcaller Automaton's power and toughness. It is still a land. Obviously, it gets, you know, making two 8-8s for 10 mana is pretty good. Making two three threes for four mana is pretty good too. And it is haste, right? So when you play mm -hmm. this for ten mana, you get an eight eight and an eight eight that can attack right away. Yep. Another sneaky thing to keep in mind with this is if you have a glorious anthem or you have a mana left to say, um, you know, giant growth. This after it comes into play, sure, it'll pump the land up extra, right? So keep that in mind with Woodcar Automaton. Yeah. Uh, finally, from a design standpoint, I love Prototype because how do we get a bunch of mechs into your deck that cost eight nine ten mana? Prototype them, right? Yep. So the late games of this set are explosive. Um, and in Jumpstart, it's no exception either with, yeah, you won't get 10 mana all the time, but when you do, yep. this thing's going to come down. Well, and it has implications in, in your world of Commander as well, because this has a green color identity. It doesn't matter if you are only going to cast it for 10 mana, this can only go in green decks. That's right. All right, next up, Geology Enthusiast. A name that would have been also very applicable in Strixhaven, but we've got this here. Very enthusiastic about Geology. Uh, three and two blue for a human artificer, two five. At the beginning of your end step, create a tapped power stone token. Six mana, draw a card, and put a plus one plus one counter on geology enthusiast. Gavin. My friend Vittoria keeps asking me when we're going to do a geology card. She's a geologist. <laughs> well, here's a card for you, all you geology people out there. Uh, power stones, activated abilities that have colorless mana. It's a perfect combination, right? Mm -hmm. So this is 
really, really, uh, I think it's at the heart of what this packet is trying to do. And yep. um, a lot of fun things to spend your power stone mana on in this set. Big activated abilities is one of them you'll see throughout the set. And it's no exception here in the uh, jumpstart packet for blue. Yeah, and creating a power stone token every turn is, is a pretty fun way to make a bunch of mana. All right, finally, you saw the art at the beginning of the show. Aww. I, it's, oh, it's, it's so adorable. Aww. Rescue Retriever. It's a dog soldier. It's 3-3. It has flash. And when Rescue Retriever enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other soldier you control and prevent all damage that would be dealt to other attacking soldiers you control. So, uh, Gavin, now, uh, this isn't a one of. There are a bunch of soldiers in this set. Yeah, so, of course, it's a war. The Brothers War. There's a lot of soldiers in it. So, we, we you know, often in sets, we, thought we try and do a lot of different creature type matter stuff where you'll do, oh, there's three or four different types represented. You're building around all these. If you're green, black, or elves, or so on and mm -hmm. so forth. But here, we really just kept it to one, right? It's just all about soldiers. So, it's not like there's a different kind of type matters thing for each different color combination. Blue-white is soldiers. That's the main thing you're going to be focused on, yep. even if you're in those archetypes or if you're in those colors. Um, and there's some cards that care about it. You can also build your constructed level soldiers deck, too. Yep. And there's many fans of uh, Commander that have soldier decks. I'm looking at you, Shivam. So if you're looking <laughs> for a cool soldier, uh, soldier card, this one's for you. Yeah. Now, Gavin, we are um, hearing, uh, I'm seeing a lot of conversation and chat about, like, why wasn't this cheaper or this could be more powerful. Could you talk a little bit more about what Jumpstart is meant to do? Yeah, totally. So Jumpstart is meant to be a great introductory experience, a great pick-up-and-play experience. These cards are not meant to be huge in standard or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mostly just cool cards to have in your collection, great for that kind of limited-esque gameplay experience. Mm -hmm. With that said, I think some of those cards are actually pretty strong in a lot of cases. Like mm -hmm. that 10-mana prototype card, that packs a real punch when it comes down. So you might be surprised what these will do to your games, but the point of Jumpstart really is to be able to pick up, play, mm -hmm. have a good experience self-contained in that biome, right. right? Yep, So exactly. All right. Um, now, more on Jumpstart. So they come in packets. That's right. You shuffle two packets together, and you play. So let's look at the packets. And of course, these are going to contain some cards that we have not revealed yet. Uh, so we'll have a bunch of commons that we're going to talk about as well. So let's start with the first deck lists. Unearthed. So these are the black deck lists. Now, there are two deck lists. They have some slight differences between the two of them. Uh, a couple things I want to point out that will be true for all of these deck lists. One, you're going to see at the top, random rare. So each deck list has a subset of rares from the main set that it pulls from. So it'll be a rare from the main set that'll pop into that random rare slot. And then also note down at the bottom that each one comes with one of the full art mech lands, the, the lands that have the giant robots that are um, all over the place in Brothers War featured on it. So this is Unearthed Decklist 1, and then Unearthed Decklist 2. You'll note that the um, Jumpstart exclusive rare, Terror Ballista in this case, uh, is going to be common between both of the decklists, and the differences are going to be in the uncommons and commons. So these are the two decklists. Um, You'll note some names that we haven't revealed yet, so let's look at a couple of those. And that random rare is a subset of rares? Book, right, is that yes. Right? So. It's meant to cards that fit into the theme. Yeah, right. Um, so this is Kill Zone Acrobat. It's a common. It's two and a black for a 3-2. And whenever Kill Zone Acrobat attacks, you may sacrifice another creature or artifact if you do Kill Zone Acrobat gains flying until end of turn. Um, Gavin, you talked about this earlier. With, with unearthed creatures, it's kind of that you get that additional little bit. If you've got, 
you know, if they've got ground blockers, but you can get through in the air, maybe you unearth a ground attacker just with the intention of sacrificing it to attack here. Yeah, and on this card in particular, it also calls out artifacts, and there's a lot of power stones running around. Yep. A lot of people are like, what are these power stones going to do for me? Well, sometimes you've got those big activated abilities, like on the geology uh, creature earlier. Sometimes you just sacrifice them to uh, your effects. Yes. And uh, this guy loves eating power stones to attack you for three damage. It doesn't matter if they come into play tap, if you're immediately going to throw them away. All right, next up, Ravenous Gigamole. What a name. I know. It's a, a mole horror? A mole horror. Gigamole. Three and a black for a 2-3. When Ravenous Gigamole enters the battlefield, mill three cards. You may put a creature card from among the cards milled this way into your hand. If you don't, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ravenous Gigamole. So how does this interact with Unearth? Well, it A, can dump cards into your graveyard. Note that you may put a creature card from among them into your hand, so if you need the haste right away, it can go mm -hmm. into your graveyard. But from a, a gameplay standpoint, I just want to call out, we've been doing more of this, like, if you miss, you get a reward, right? Because it feels right. bad to play this card, miss on creatures, and then be like, wow, I paid four mana for a 2-3. Yeah. Well, now you can play four mana for a 3-4. Yeah. You know, it's just still a totally respectable rate, even if you don't get a creature off of it. So it's a nice little self-balancing mechanism there. Yep. Next up. Thraxodemon. One and a black for a 2-2 two, two demon. That's a, that's a pretty good rate right there. Uh, three, tap, and sacrifice another creature or artifact. Draw a card. And, I, you know, I love that the flavor text tells you exactly what you want to be doing with this. <laughs> Ursa and Mishra weren't the only denizens of Tercier to cover the Power Stone's energy. So, so, Gavin, what do you do with this? <laughs> I recommend sacrificing Urza and Mishra, of course. <laughs> uh, no, sacrifice the Power Stones. I'll call out, and you know, I actually didn't look this up before the show, so I'm doing this live, but I believe, if I remember a year and a half ago slideshow correctly, this is a deep cut reference to a flavor text piece in Antiquities. So maybe someone in the chat can search for Thraxo Demon in flavor text somewhere. Oh, man. But I believe that is true. Okay, um, we'll find out. We'll see what chat comes up with. So, but anyway, I love deep cuts in this set, throwing back to antiquity. So yep. that's uh, something fun about the Thraxo Demon. But yes, you want to sacrifice those power stones. Turn those extra power stones into cards. What's not to love? Absolutely. All right, next up. Gixian Skullflayer. Also the name of my heavy metal band. Uh, mm -hmm. Two, three for two and a block. Phyrexian Human Assassin. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are three or more creature cards in your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on Gixian Skullflayer. And this is, again, more synergy with putting things in your graveyard. If you right. want to put unearthed creatures in your graveyard, having them there will make this one a little bigger. Yeah, just don't take too many of them out. Otherwise, uh, it'll, it'll stop working. It's a balancing act. All right, next. Dredging Claw. So this is an equipment... It gives a creature plus one, plus zero, and has menace whenever a creature enters the battlefield from your graveyard. Hey, that's what Dredge does. Mm -hmm. You may attach Dredging Claw to it, and then it has Equip, one, and a black. It's definitely what, yeah, so you unearth your stuff back. This snaps onto it, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, just lets them get in with plus one, plus one menace. Often the board gets gummed up on the ground. You have trouble getting through. Well, hey, this helps your unearthed creature make them have to block with two things. Yep. Surprisingly strong. Yeah, free, free equips are, are always nice, especially when it's already on the battlefield. All right, next up. Scrapwork Rager. This is a not-that-deep cut uh, to Phyrexian Rager. Also a 2-2. This one costs 4 mana instead of 3. But that's okay because it's got that sweet, sweet unearth synergy. 
Yeah, I mean, this card's great. I don't know what to say. You draw a card. It's like it's like a build your own mill drifter. You know, you draw a card when it comes in. You unearth. You draw a card again. It's just it's. Mm. You're really building. It's, you know <laughs> that's that, that a lot scale of from like pure mold drifter to like <laughs> chaotic, not really a mold drifter. This is this is moving down the scale a little bit. Nobody can see my hands because there's, but you get the idea. There's you draw some cards. I'm all about this card. Yeah, this card's great. And the card's great. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up. Yeah, next. Let's see the next deck list. All right, so this is Welded. This is the deck that Artificer's Dragon is going to come in. Uh, again, bunch of red cards, random rare, Mechland. Let's see deck list number two. And I like that this one has Mishra's Excavation, Mishra Excavation Prodigy in it as well, which goes really well with a lot of the red cards in here. And we're gonna, we are going to learn what Unleash Shell is. Great card name. Great card name. Great card you don't even know to need, need to know what the card does. You just It's a great card. Give me some hint. It's not about a turtle shell. It's not. All right. <laughs> Let's see what's in this. So Whirling Strike, pretty uh, straightforward combat trick. One in a red for an instant target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gains first strike and trample until end of turn. Uh, next up, Scrap Aww. Work Mutt. It's a dog. It's a little dog. That's all. It's an artifact creature dog. When Scrapwork Mutt enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. It's it. It's pretty fairly priced. 2-1 for 2 mana. It's got that unearth there. Seems pretty strong. This, card, this card's great. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a bit of card selection early. You can bring it back late. Mm -hmm. I love any, anything that digs you out of having mana trouble early. And a yep. jump start because you don't build your deck at all. We want to make sure you have a good experience and you aren't mana starved. Yeah. So this is a great way to help make sure you can find those lands if you need them early on. Or toss away lands or spells in the late game. Yep. And yeah, I, th I think this will be a pretty um, strong inclusion in any draft deck. Uh, you know, it's in this jump start packet, but it's from the main set. So... Um, uh, you know, especially if you get to discard another unearth card, pretty strong. Give something haste. All right, next up, excavation explosion. So excavation explosion deals three damage to any target. Create a tapped power stone token. So this is this set's version of three mana, three damage to anything. Do an extra thing. In this case, we're creating that tapped power stone token. I always like it when a removal spell tells you to play it at a time you might not normally, right? Mm -hmm. So often with your three-mana removal spell, you're not going to play it on the third turn, but sometimes you'll have like a five-drop artifact in your hand, and you're like, well, if I kill their thing, their two-drop right now, I can untap and cast my five-mana artifact creature next turn. So. I can absolutely see myself on turn three just dealing three damage to someone's face just to get the power stone token. So yeah, that I can cast my five-mana artifact on turn four. I think that's going to happen. All right, next. Here it is. Unleash Shell, three, two red, instant. Unleash Shell does five damage to target creature or planeswalker and two damage to that permanence controller. Boom. I don't know. It's Boom. a removal spell. Yeah, it's, it's a removal spell. Have fun saying it every time you cast it. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the green packets. So they are called Titanic with that woodcolor automaton and a random rare. All right, let's take a look at the second deck list. There it is. And we have a couple new cards out of these to show off. First up, Blanchwood Prowler. I almost said Blanchwood Armor there. I, that's another card in the set, but uh, it's not this card. 
Close call. I'm old, and when I hear Blanchwood, I, I say Blanchwood armor. But Turns Blanchwood out there are more things in Blanchwood than there just armor. There are more things in Blanchwood. Yeah. Uh, one and a green for a 1-1 one, one elemental. When Blanchwood Prowler enters the battlefield, mill three cards. You may put a land card from among the cards milled this way into your hand. If you don't, put a plus one, plus one counter on Blanchwood Prowler. Hey, this, this looks kind of familiar, Gavin. Yeah, you'll see a number of these in the set um, as ways to just help you mill some cards into your graveyard. A lot of graveyard synergies running around with Unearth. Um, and just like I said before, it's nice that if you miss, you still get a thing back, right? I played a yep. lot of Seder Wayfinder in my day. Mm -hmm. It always feels horrible when you just miss on getting a land. Yep. And here, if you miss on getting a land, you still get a 1-1. One, one. And sometimes you might look at your hand full of lands and be like, well, I just want the 2-2 two, two anyway. Yeah. So, Makes yeah. sense. Next up, Perimeter Patrol. We've come a long way since Trained Armadon, haven't we? Two and a green for a 3-3 three, three human soldier. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Perimeter Patrol gets plus one, plus zero, until end of turn. I mean, three mana, three, three, I'm basically always going to play anyway yeah. in limited. But the, uh, keep in mind, Power Stones will trigger this too. And mm -hmm. you can get some pretty good Power Stone creation rates. So, yep. you know, Unearth triggers this. A lot of ways to get that extra power on this creature. Yep, it'll, it'll often be attacking as a four, three, or five, three. All right, next up. Rust Goliath, so another prototype card. This is a 10-mana 10-10. Ten ten. At common. At common. Popper players take note. Common 10-mana 10-10. Ten ten. Go for it, popper players. It's, uh, it's time. It's Whatever time. you got to do, 10-mana. Challenge accepted. Reach and Trample. Uh, you can also cast it for its prototype cost for 3 and 2 green for a 3-5. Also with Reach and Trample. Kind of the giant spider of this set. <laughs> the, the giantest spider. The giantest spider. Yeah. All right, next up, shoot down. Speaking of giant spider. Giant spider, yeah. Three green exile target artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying. So this continues green's uh, uh, tradition of getting artifact, enchantment, and flying creature destruction in one nice little package. Uh, this one is a sorcery for three and a green. Yeah, note the key here that differentiates it from other cards like this is that exile, yes. right? Because exiling is particularly relevant in this set because of unearth. So if they yep. have an unearth creature, exiling it is a big deal. Um, big so deal. don't uh, sleep on exile stuff here. Yep, absolutely. All right, next. Power Stone. So these are the blue packets. Geology Enthusiast and Friends. Well, let's look at packet number two. Urza, of course, Power Stone Prodigy in this one. I bet this one has Power Stones in it. All right, this is Coilos Rock. Four and a blue for a 3-3 flash flying. When Coilos Rock enters the battlefield, create a tapped Power Stone token. So this is one of the many ways this decklist is going to have to create tapped Power Stone tokens. Yeah, Coilos does rock. Like, you drop this guy on turn five, <laughs> you make a Power Stone token, and you're one step closer to ramping in those huge mechs, right? Yep. Like, it really does happen in this limited format. You might see that eight, nine, ten mana card and be like, oh, that's never going to happen. But it, it does because yep. of the Power Stones. You have and, so many and, lying around. And there have definitely been formats, and I, I haven't played this one, so I don't know, but there have definitely been formats where a 3-3 three, three flash flyer for five mana has been super playable. So I mean, you've got to pay attention to this at all times, right? Your yep. blue opponent passes with five mana up. Can you attack? That's a question you're going to have to figure out for yourself. Yep. Next up. All right. Weak Stones Subjugation. A single blue mana for an enchantment aura. Enchant artifact or creature when Weak Stones Subjugation enters the battlefield. You may pay three. If you do, tap Enchanted Permanent 
Enchanted Permanent doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. So this is that uh, play on the, the sort of freezing mechanic and you've got that little bonus. You know, a lot of times the this effect has vacillated between is it is it four mana does it come in and immediately tap it is it two is there a condition but this one it kind of has kicker sort of yeah. this is like kind of the best of both worlds in a lot of senses yeah. right because if you need to pay four mana to claustrophobia something you can go ahead but one mana to kill a tap creature essentially yeah. is really efficient you can do this and something else in the same turn so uh, this is a, a great a great take on this effect. And it can enchant artifacts too that aren't creatures. So yes. a lot of times these only hit creatures, but there are enough artifacts that tap to do things in this set that this is super relevant. Next up, Combat Courier. Here's your Mold Drifter, Blake. Here's, so, there, oh God, there was a card I used to play back in the day called, I think it was Alchemist's Apprentice. One in a blue, one, one, sacrifice a draw card. Yeah. That was it. I played that. It was kind of like the blue Sakura Tribe Elder. This reminds me a little of that. So it's a one mana, one, one artifact creature construct that you can pay two to sacrifice it and draw a card. And then unearth is blue and you can draw a card. So let's see, what's what's the total mana here? Three, four, five, six. It's it's close to a mold drifter. You make the payments at different times. This, I'm putting this on the mold drifter scale. All right. I, Absolutely. All right. It's got a mold drifter card. I think my last draft deck I did of Brothers War. I had like four of these in my deck or something like that, and I don't know. If, I don't. Know, I don't know how strong it was for me. Yeah. But it was just like every turn. I was like, play this on turn one, attack you twice, block your thing, draw a card. I yep. just felt great every time. Felt every good time. every time. Yeah. So. All right. Next up. All right. Last deck lists the infantry deck list. So this is headlined by rescue retriever. Bunch of soldiers. It's yeah. got laid on arms, which is which is pretty hot for the white removal slot, especially in a mono white deck. Yeah, I'm once again that soldier theme showing up here. Mm -hmm. A little bit of, of soldier type matters. Yep. Next up, we have. There we go. Aeronaut cavalry, three four flyer human soldier. Of course, when aeronaut cavalry enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on another target soldier you control. So uh, just generally, Gavin, will you be able to draft? like soldier creature type matters in this set? You absolutely can. Yep, it's a, it's a two color pair you can draft sometimes. And you'll see that here at common, this is like a nice little, um, it's kind of like an opt-in card, right? So if you're just playing a white deck, five mana, three, four flyer, card will just play sometimes anyway. Right? Yeah. Totally fine card. But you start drafting this, you start thinking, oh, I might want some more soldiers in my deck, and it kind of walks you down that path. Sometimes you'll have a few soldiers in your deck, but not all soldiers or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, this is a, a great kind of like way to kind of pivot in your draft strategy. You can either go heavy soldiers or just play this on its own with a couple soldiers, and it's fine. Um, so it's, it's, it's a great white card, great white common. All right, next up. Airlift Chaplain, human cleric, one one for two and a white. It has flying, and hey, this text looks familiar. When it enters the battlefield, mill three cards. You may have put a planes card or a creature card with mana value three or less from among the cards milled this way into your hand. If you don't, put a plus one, plus one counter on airlift chaplain. Yeah, notably, this is definitely one you might consider not taking the counter on, or uh, mm -hmm. not taking the card on sometimes, right? You play it on turn three, you might want that 2-2 flyer more than the random planes you're gonna draw. Yep. So this one, I think, more than some of the other ones we've seen, definitely has a big decision point here. But yeah, this is the white, uh, the white take on this effect. Yep, absolutely. Next up. Phalanx Vanguard, one and a white for a 2-2 human soldier. It's got vigilance. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Phalanx Vanguard gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Yeah, it's, it's kind of your, 
your simple white bear that has upside, essentially. Yeah, I mean, attack for three on turn three, pretty good two drop to me. Yep. And next, recommission. I, I really like this card. So one and a white for a sorcery. Return target artifact or creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If a creature enters the battlefield this way, it enters with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. Yeah, it's like unearth the card, mm -hmm. not the mechanic. Yes. <laughs> um, for a small creature, an effect which is very white and probably should have been in white in the first place and just yep. making sure to cement it here. But the fact that it gets back your artifacts is also relevant too because there's plenty of small artifacts that might have a sacrifice ability or things and yep. it's going to help kind of dig you out of that. So once again, a surprisingly strong common. Yep. And it's, you know, someone in chat mentioned it right now, but I, I played a bit of Grease Fang in Pioneer. This returns Grease Fang for two yeah. mana. There you go. You can with a counter. A, with a counter. You can do a lot worse than that. Uh, in fact, this, this might be, might even be playable there. We'll see. All right, next up. Warlord's Elite. Two and a white for a human soldier. Four, four. As an additional cost to cast this artifact, tap two untapped artifacts, creatures, and or lands you can control. So it can kind of cost five mana. Very interesting design here. Yeah, this is a really wild new kind of land of text we're trying out here. You can just play it for five if you want to. Five yep. mana, four, four. Okay, you can do that sometimes. But you can also tap your untapped artifacts, creatures, or lands to help cast it. So it's got Convoke, Improvise, or just a five mana card. <laughs> its own special way. Um, notably, Power Stones can't normally help you cast this card. But mm -hmm. this card secretly lets you cast it with Power Stones, right? Because you can tap two of your untapped right. Power Stones. So um, you got a bit of a thinker here sometimes. But uh, it's it's a fun one to play around. Tap tap two things. Yep. Right. Tap five things to cast it in total. So um, yeah, don't tap your enchantments, I guess. And, and I guess. And it's great if you go one drop, two drop. You can cast this on turn three. Yep, absolutely. And uh, equipment, great to tap to yep. cast this too, right? Equipment not doing a lot while it's untapped. So mm -hmm. all kinds of sneaky ways to make this good. Yep. All right. Next up. Scrapwork Cohort. So this is this seems pretty bread and butter. Four mana for a 3-1 soldier. When it enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature token. Unearth for two and a white. Yeah, just makes make some creatures, make some more creatures. And notably though, this is a soldier and it's making soldiers. So in your white, in your white deck, right? It's a way soldier, to help. Soldier, 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 soldier. Yeah, soldier on. Alright. Is that it, or do we have one we more? We got one more. one more. That's right. This is the last one. Veteran's Power Blade. And equipment, like you were talking about. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero. It's three-man equipment. It's got equipped two, but it's also got equipped soldier for a single white. I, I love just the story that tells, right? Mm -hmm. Soldiers are good at picking this thing up. You know, if you're a veteran, you can grab it. Uh, you know, I think there's a nice little storytelling nod there. Absolutely. Okay. So many cards. Played. So many cards. We got through many of them. Your, your half an hour was off. We've already been going half an hour. Holy gonna, smokes. Yep. So we're going to jump right into it. Noah Dew, Set Booster Commander card. Yes, that was Near and dear to Gavin's heart, because he's going to have plenty to say about these. Let's start with Disciple of Kalos Nin. Right, so we've seen three of these cards already in other places, both the Brothers War Saga, we've seen Rootpath Purifier, and Urza's Workshop. Here are the other five cards today. So we're going to start with Disciple of Kalos Nin, which is a wild magic card. Basically, well, you want to read it, Blake, for everyone yeah, out there? Yeah, I mean, I'm still, it's still hard to believe that these are the actual words on the card, but four and a white for a 3-4, it's a human wizard. Uh, when Disciple of Kalos Nin enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player chooses up to five permanents they control. Not non-land permanents, permanents. All permanents other than Disciple of Kalos Nin that weren't chosen this way phase out 
permanence can't phase in. It was that last line that yeah. got me when, when we got here. So tell me about this card. Yeah, so we've talked for a long time internally about land destruction in Commander, right? Mm -hmm. Now, land destruction generally not super fun, but also we found that limited LD, or stuff that's only locked to a certain time, can help, help um, re reduce the power of ramp, ramp a little bit. Mm -hmm. This was kind of a card we wanted to make at that attempt. So if your opponent's ramping out of control, you can slam this and temporarily they're dropped down to five total permanents, which they can maybe keep their lands, maybe they'll keep a creature in some lands, etc. Now at some point this is going to leave the battlefield and they'll get all their stuff back. Everything will phase back in as normal mm -hmm. on their next turn. Um, but it, it's a really, really interesting new take we've never really seen before. A couple other fun things I'll point out. One, uh, this card is absolutely brutal to cast after your opponent has cast a Teferi's Protection. So if your opponent <laughs> casts Teferi's Protection, all, all their stuff phases out, you slam this, and they're like, uh-oh, that's bad news. Teferi, where are you now? The second, though, and I would be surprised if the chat said anything about this, although, you know, I should give the chat some credit. Kalos Nin is a deep, deep, deep cut magic reference mm -hmm. from one of the uh, Harper Prism novels. And it is a, a deity of time on Tercier. Oh, wow. So this is the first time I think it's ever been referenced in the actual card game Magic the Gathering. So of course, a time, someone who is a disciple of a time mage, phasing, it just made sense here. Um, you know, Brothers War Story has this interesting thing going on where it's like a tiny bit in the present with the Teferi storyline and a lot in the past. And we're like, we were, well, where should we set this at? We decided to put it all the way back in the past. And we're like, what do we do then? Well, how about the, the, uh, the deity of time? So yeah, absolutely wacky magic card, a really cool new tool for white. And I'm very curious to see what folks do with this. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's look at our next one. How do you feel about treasure, Blake? You know, I, I can see both sides. There's a lot of debate about treasure and commander right now. Um, I, you know, I like making a lot of extra artifact tokens, but I know and understand when other people don't. This might be the card for that that side. Yeah, of if the you camp. want us into the treasure side of things, or maybe you want to have some treasures and you want your opponents to to have a bunch of treasures. Well, let's talk about the Sard Sardian Avenger here. Yeah, so it's a one and a red mana, Goblin Warrior, one one, and it has first strike. It has trample. Uh, when it attacks, it gets plus X, plus zero until end of turn, where X is the number of artifacts, treasure, one might have, your opponent's control, so it can get very big very fast. Uh, and whenever an artifact an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, Sardian Avenger deals one damage to that player. So even if, if they have a bunch of treasure and you attack them, Sacking those artifacts is not going to do anything because right. you're still taking the damage. Right, you might want to sack them so you know you can block this creature or something, but it, it's it's pretty huge. Yeah, so this is actually came from some discussions with the rules committee mm -hmm. uh, one one day a long time ago. I was talking with Sheldon and he's like, I, he doesn't want way more ways to destroy artifacts necessarily. Although I mean he doesn't mind it, but he's like, what if there's ways to make your opponent who's ramping a lot early on feel like, okay, well, you have a tool that's really strong against them. Yeah. I was like, oh, that, that's a cool effect. What if I could build a card around that? So I came back and I made this creature that gets bigger for the number of artifacts your opponents has. So of course it's great to get against treasure, but also if they're playing a lot of signets or things like that, it just sure. is a strong beater that can attack turn after turn. It's not gonna blow the doors off. We're not like, oh no, this, this is the answer to all, you know, all artifacts ever or anything like that. Yeah. But it's just it's a good, efficient beater for two mana, which is really nice. Um, and if your opponent is sacrificing stuff, like treasure, it deals some damage to them. Also stops a lot of infinite combos, right? They're going to loop through some artifact combo a billion times. Well, ping them for a bunch of that damage. And um, finally, you can also just blow up their artifacts, right? Mm -hmm. You play this, you play by force, blow up from some of their artifacts. They'll take some damage in the process, which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's also 
a really deep cut here. This is maybe one of my deepest cuts. It's a pretty deep cut. I, I would be surprised if Chad got this, but back in Antiquities, there was a card, Gaia's Avenger. This is the Sardian Avenger. It looked the <laughs> same pose and everything that, that Goblin's really trying his best here. Um, Gaia's Avenger had power and toughness with uh, equal to the number of artifacts your opponent has. This guy gets a little bigger for all the artifacts your opponent has. So yeah. just a fun little deep cut there for you. I love, I love those little touches because it, it just shows the care that goes into this set, especially in the art direction. One of the things I did was actually look back at all of Antiquities. And I just like looked through the set so many times to try and find fun things to reference. And mm -hmm. uh, I was glad we got to get that one in there. You know? Guy's Avenger. Yeah. Classic Guy's Avenger. Um, speaking of green cards. Yeah, speaking of Gaia. Speaking of Gaia, this is Titania, Boom. Nature's Force. Four, two green legendary creature, Elemental. You may play Forests from your graveyard. Whenever a forest enters the battlefield under your control, note it doesn't say basic forest, uh, create a 5-3 green elemental creature token. Whenever an elemental you control dies, you may mill three cards. So one of the things going on with the Brothers War Commander set is the two decks, Urza and Mishra, awesome, made a lot of sense to do, not a lot of green. Brothers not known for their love of nope, green. Not so much. So in the eight cards you'll find in set boosters and collector boosters, I wanted to make sure to give green some fun tools. So you've got, of course, a root path purifier, which we saw the other day. But I wanted a cool green legend, and Titania made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. You know, there is one in the main set. It's the the uh, the meld one that you, yep. can, you can play around with. But if you just want a, one that will go in your command zone as a big, beefy creature, here's another Titania for you. Um, I also felt like it'd be fun, I was like, what can we do different this time around? And I thought, what about elemental matters, right? Titania has a whole legion of elementals. Well, this lets you play this in a deck full of elementals, and then as those elementals die, you self-mill some cards. So there's a, a lot of fun ways you can take this deck, whether self-milling yourself for a bunch, or just doing a lot of forest matter stuff. Um, and as you mentioned, it works with all those non-basic forests too. Yep, absolutely. All right, now Titania has a staff. It's true. And that staff has a card. Staff of Titania is a two-mana artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of forests you control. Whenever equipped creature attacks, create a 1-1 one, one green forest dryad land token, land creature token, and equip three mana. Yeah. This is kind of wild. This is a wacky card. So, a few fun things going on here. First of all, Dryad Arbor is, of course, the reference here. And there's a yep. card in the main set that also generates these tokens. So they're mm -hmm. kind of fun and shared, which is delightful. Um, and uh, right in a, in a green deck, this is going to be great. It's going to be like Blanchwood Armor, a card you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, where it pumps yep. your creature up to the number four you control. When you attack, you make a 1-1. One, one. But one thing I'll call out about this card that is very interesting for a commander is you'll notice there are no green mana symbols on this card. Mm -hmm. If you want to play this card not in a green deck, you can. Now, the first ability is going to be a lot weaker. But you will still ramp yourself every time you attack. Um, yep. So yeah, there's a lot of play to this card. Um, but yes, in a green deck, of course, huge pump to your creature, plus making an extra land whenever it attacks is really nice. Now, those lands do go away when you get, you know, someone is mean enough to sweep your board or something like that. But mm -hmm. uh, on the flip side, they can also hold the staff. You attack, you attack with your creature, it creates a little dryad, the creature dies, well, no problem. The dryad picks up the staff the next turn. So, good times. All right, and then the last card we have is a wild one. The, oh man, Archimandrite? Archimandrite, I think. Archimandrite, all right, cool. Two, blue, red, and white. So two and a just guy. Uh, legendary creature, Human Advisor. It's a zero five. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain X life, where X is the number of cards in your hand, minus four. Hey, Ivory Tower, how are you doing? 
Uh, whenever you gain life, each advisor, artificer, and monk, you know, that those creature types, they, the, classic the classic combination of artificers, advisors, and monks, uh, you control, gain vigilance, and get plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you gained. And then you can tap three untapped advisors, artificers, and or monks you control to draw a card. Okay, Gavin, explain yourself. I, I don't know what the chat is saying right now. I can't see it, but this I, I'm excited to see what, what they're saying. Um, they're as confused as I am. Okay, Continue perfect. On. So let me tell you about this character. So the Ar Archimandrite is in the Ivory Tower. So it is yes. one of the characters in the Ivory Tower. So the first ability here, of course, calls back to Ivory, Ivory Tower, Tower yep. as you so noted. Now, the Ivory Tower is where the Third Path was founded, which has Lauren and Herkel mm -hmm. and Drathna all together and a lot of advisors, artificers, and monks, of which uh, Herkel, uh, Drafna, and Lauren um, uh, are part of. Um, so this is a very top-down from like, we want this character who is mentioned down. in yeah. the books as part of this uh, group of the Ivory Tower. Um, it is also a commander deck unlike any you've probably tried building before. You never <laughs> tried your artificer, uh, advisor, monk deck, but now you can, and, and internally, our new, um, our casual play design team was kicking off when we were working on this set. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things I had them do was, hey, try building around this thing, see how the deck is. And they had a blast playing with this, right? Because yep. if you want to play artificers, advisors, and monks, That's and you want like, to gain what life. What is an artificer? What is an advisor? Those are just not, like an advisor is not a type that I'm used to looking up. Yeah, well now you can go try and build it. And any one of these three don't really quite have enough type support on their own, but together you can build a funny deck. And I think interesting things are like, of course you can use the ivory tower ability on the top to gain life and let that trigger the second ability. Yeah. But also you can just build this deck to like attack, no blocks, cast, I don't know, Angel's Mercy or whatever, gain seven life, yeah. and all your creatures get plus seven, plus oh until end of turn. So uh, a very wacky build around here. Um, and people had a lot of fun with it. I, I like some cards that are very straightforward. Like you read them and you're like, I get it. This card's sweet. Yep. I like, like some legends that you read and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this. And uh, this is definitely in the latter half, and I'm super excited to see what deck uh, folks end up building with this card. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll definitely be looking for deck lists on that one after a bit. Yeah, for sure. All right. So those are the set booster commander cards. Now, reminder that those are found, uh, the main version of them with the normal frame is found are found uh, exclusively in set boosters. Um, and then the extended art version is found exclusively in the collector booster. So that's where you will find those. Uh, now we have one more preview card left that is found in all the boosters because it is a main set rare. Is it time for Legion of Ashes? It's time for Legions of Ashes. All right. So Legions of Ashes, let's throw this up here. It's a pretty powerful removal spell. Uh, one white and a black for a sorcery. Exile important, target non-land permanent and opponent controls and all tokens that player controls with the same name as that permanent. So we got a little bit of Vindicate here with some Exile on the side, plus it hits a little bit of Maelstrom Pulse as well. Um, so Gavin, how, how powerful is this card look to I mean, you? pretty good, right? I mean, Maelstrom Pulse has seen a lot of play historically and blowing up all of something, any non-land permanent and all the tokens that share a name with it, is quite strong. Now you mm -hmm. note a big kind of token you will find in the set 
power stones. Power stones. So if your opponent is generating a ton of power stones and is mm -hmm. really trying to go for that angle of gameplay, you can cast this on their power stones and cut them off entirely. Yeah. Also, another thing you'll find, soldiers. A lot of 1-1 soldier tokens, right? Mm -hmm. You cast on a soldier, you get rid of all of them. So uh, a lot of play against decks to try and make a lot of tokens here. But but also, just at its core, a 3-mana destroy anything is still pretty solid and has seen a lot you of play historically. Planeswalkers, mm -hmm. you know, um, the... Um, uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, Tenacious Underdog sees a lot of play right now. This exiles it. Get it out of there. Um, a lot of the cards we saw at the World Championship cared about the graveyard or cared about bringing, being able to bring things back from the graveyard. This says no to all of that. Yeah, and you're only going to see more with the Brothers War, right? With all the Unearth stuff happening, the South Mill in the set, there's yep. a lot of graveyard shenanigans going on, and being able to just exile something and cut them off of it, plus in a pinch grab the tokens too, is, is really, really nice. Yep, absolutely. All right, those are all the preview cards we have, um, but we do have 12 minutes left, and a Gavin just sitting here. He's just here for the next 12 minutes. So if you have any questions uh, about the Brothers War, particularly, but other questions for Gavin we may field as well. Throw them in chat. Uh, it helps if you tag at magic. Helps me just see it. Um, but otherwise, feel free to ask some questions, and I will pull up what we can. Um, let's see. Definitely would be best at answering the questions about uh, the commander cards, but happy to answer anything else too, or make up answers. I yeah, OK, so you worked on commander, but do you know what the 10 limited archetypes are for Bro? I do, and I'll have a video going up on my channel for it shortly. So okay. So I will happily uh, walk you through in that video. You'll have to tune into Good Morning yeah. Magic. I don't want to misstate any of them here, though. Look so. at that. We didn't even set up that question. That was just the first question I saw. Blue White of Soldiers, I believe, though. So There you go. All right, uh, Gavin. Are there any um, antiquities or Brothers War characters you wish would have made it into the set? So we had the deep cut there at the end, but uh, what what other characters do you wish would have made it into the set? There, you know, there's so many cool characters in those stories, um, and we have even some ones that are only barely mentioned, like Sandwell showing up in the in the Commander decks. Um, you know, I, I don't have one off the top of my head. I feel like we mined it for a lot of the big name ones, though. Yeah. So I feel like we got. You know, the Drafnas and Hercules and right. Lorenz and, you know, Urza and Mishra and all mm -hmm. the, Kayla, all the main characters. But I'm sure if I were to think about it and come back through my notes, there's a character or two that I missed. But uh, I don't have an answer for you there, unfortunately. All right. Uh, when will the full card image gallery be up? Tomorrow. That's why we showed so many cards. Uh, so it'll be up tomorrow around 8 a.m. Pacific time. Um, let's see. All right. You may or may not be able to answer this one, but we'll go for it. You're, you're, you're very uh, into designing Commander. Um, can you explain more about your current view on land destruction? Yeah, well, in general, we aren't big fans of land destruction. Um, you know, it's in, in Magic period, right? We don't do a lot of strong land destruction in Standard. We don't do a lot of st strong land destruction for Commander-focused things. But ways to help s scale back the game a little bit to make sure that ramping doesn't get too out of hand is meaningful, is relevant. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, we saw the Silex in the uh, in the main set that reduces yep. everyone down to six lands. Uh, this is also a white aligned card. There's um, the Disciple of Kalos in here that reduces everyone down to five permanents. So we're trying out, we're experimenting with a little bit of like limited kind of land destruction. So if your opponent is ramping, you know, to a ridiculous heights, we can bring you down a little bit or temporarily put a blockade in there. Um, but not to do what land destruction hasn't been used for historically, which means you never get to play the game, right? Yeah. Some of the biggest problems with LD is when it's like, 
turn one one Birds of Paradise, turn two Stone Ran You, turn three Stone Ran You, turn four Stone Ran You, or if you're, you know. Thermokarst? Thermokarst? You're describing a deck I played. Back uh, or, you know, I have good old, I remember there was a time in Standard where you're like, turn two Boomeringer Land, turn three Stone Ran You, turn yeah. four Stone Ran You, turn five I Have Nowhere You. It was, Magnivore. It was just no fun. So trying to keep that out is meaningful, but trying to find ways to put a little bit in to keep the ridiculous ramp um, a little contained is something we've been investigating. So we're trying some baby steps here, and I'm, I'm curious to see what cards like Disciple of Kalos Nin and the Silex do. Uh, will there be Phyrexian language versions of Gix and or Mishra? So we have revealed all versions of those cards already. Nothing sneaky on those. Um, do you feel guilty about killing Extended and Cold Blood? Wow. Well, I, extended was dead before I got to wizards. Yeah, so extended extended that, that's, uh, didn't need any help getting there. Yeah, go modern. <laughs> uh, will we see Urza past this set? Never say never. Uh, but I mean, Urza got four different versions in this set yeah. alone, so I will probably cool it on Urza for a little. <laughs> I mean, what I'll say is Urza is one of the most well-known names in Magic. Yeah. In the next ten years, I'll be shocked if there were zero cards that had Urza on it somewhere. Yep. Right. But. Uh, will we see him in the near-term future past this set? Well, we don't go to the past every day. So. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. We can't really answer this, but it's a great question. There's, are there more retro cards in the future? Maybe. I mean, obviously, there's a pretty big positive response to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that the Brothers Work Commander decks have gone over super well. Yep. The retro fame cards here and in Time Spot Remastered with, and Modern Horizons went over well. So, yeah, you'll see more in the future at some point. Uh, but uh, when is that going to be? Who's to say? Yep. Any chance of getting Jeskai Artifacts Matters Commander yeah. or Vehicles Matter Commander? Yeah, I, that is a hotly requested one. Jeskai Artifacts is up there with like Jun minus one minus one counters and a number of other themes that, I, that I'm actively thinking about. So someday, someday, Blake, <laughs> you and the chat will get their Jeskai Artifacts Matter Commander. Cool. I have too many Artifacts Matter Commanders as it is. Three? It's too many. Have you tried <laughs> Have you tried Jeskai Monks Artificers Advisors? Because now we're talking. I haven't. I haven't. I'm tempted, but... Um, why do Power Stones all come into play tapped? Was it ever considered to just adding ETB tapped to the rules of the Power Stone type? Yeah, so I wasn't in all the discussions around Power Stones, but especially seeing how some of the strength of treasure is immediate mana refunds, having them to come into play tapped just helped make sure that it was, wasn't about getting Power Stones and spending them immediately to cast something or chaining mm -hmm. your Power Stones into each other. Also, it's a very mathy thing to have to figure out, oh, I get play this card, get these Power Stones, then I can use that mana to cast another spell from your hand, right? Yep. So having them come into play tapped as a general blanket thing was just a little easier for gameplay. Um, but by not baking it into the rules for Power Stones, it does let us in the future, if we come back to the mechanic, create untapped ones. So it gives us a bit more flexibility going forward. Okay. Um, I noticed that a lot of the cards in the recent sets have been Phyrexians, but none of the Commander cards or main set cards encourage playing like Phyrexian creature type matters. Uh, will we be seeing any of that introduced soon? Well, we got a couple sets next year. We do. We're not done with the Phyrexians yet. So as much well, as the heroes would like to be done with the Phyrexians, we're certainly not done with them. We're so, not. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, I've gotten this question a few times. Any plans about printing the original Magic the Gathering novels? Um, I know the people in the building who I would ask about that. I don't know the answer to it, though. I don't think you would either. I'll start writing on pages when I get back to my desk and see how fast I can get those out for I you. I did have a really good question um, during Magic 30 where someone asked, like, it'd be really cool if we could take all the old duelists and digitize them. 
and I'm just in there like I have all of them upstairs. Ooh. So I'm 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 thinking and working on that. Now that's a good morning magic episode. Let yeah. me know when you want to run through all the old duels. Those are fun. Those, Those are, are so really fun. fun. Especially reading like card analysis from know. you know 1997. That's my favorite. I I, uh, I actually during the pandemic when we couldn't be in the office, I didn't take the whole thing the whole set home. I just took a couple select issues and I took like the alliances issue with me to just go through. That's when I started my favorite set. When I was a kid, before I went to bed, I'm just not a, not an exaggeration. Before I went to bed every night, I would read through a magazine and memorize all the magic cards that were in there yeah. and I'd go to sleep, right? <laughs> just try and memorize as many magic cards as I could. Um, all right, Gavin, with all the help White has gotten in Commander lately, do you think it's good enough yet? I, I think that they're, we're still trying things out and learning. And we're going to see what works and what doesn't work. Like, this is a great example. Disciple of Kalos Nin, a brand new effect what hasn't gotten before. But it's hard to know right now, before you all start playing with it, how impactful it's going to be. So we're trying a bunch of stuff out. I do think White has had a meteoric rise over the past year. A lot of awesome new commanders have done great things for it. I see Benny Brax all over the place from Nuka Penna, for example. Um, lot, you know, lots of ways to generate cards in your hand. I, I certainly don't think we're done with White. But we have, it's really awesome when you see a big project come to fruition, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've had it be a big project in game design for a little while to help out White and Commander, and it really is making an impact. And um, I guess you'll have to wait and see what else we have in store for the future, but we definitely are cognizant that it's making an impact, and we still have some cool stuff coming up, but um, we, don't, we don't feel like we have to go as whole hog on it necessarily. Um, but yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff in the next year, so stay tuned. Cool. Uh, now that almost all of the important characters have cards, when do we get Dyfed? <laughs> we can't really answer questions about the future, but I mean, uh, Gavin knows who that is. We'll put it that I, way. I'll, I'll put, yeah, I'll put it this way. We have a lot of magic cards to make, and we love tapping into the past for stuff, right? Every time we do a Horizon set or a Commander Legends style set or whatever, or we need more, more stuff to grab. So mm -hmm. keeping a couple things to grab for the future is, is always nice. All right. Um, yeah, just comments about how we need a Thran set too for the origins of I mean, Phyrexia. I would love the Thran is one of my favorite magic novels. I love yeah. the Thran. It's a great, great, great book. Um, so uh, I would love to do a set on that. In fact, the, I mean, the, the Brothers War. We've talked about it for so long now, doing a magic set based on the Brothers War. And there's always kind of jokes like, oh, we could also do one on the Thran someday. So who knows, right? That's always possible. Yeah. Uh, this is a question more for producer Sean. Uh, I'm, I'm getting requests to see the Forest Dryad token. He's going to work on it. We've only got three minutes left, but he's going to work on it, chat. He's got your back. I should have thought of that when we put the card in here. Just pull up an image of Dryad Arbor. And just try, it's just Dryad <laughs> you're, you're good Arbor. good to go. Which one, though? Uh, not the From the Vault one, I'll tell not you that Not the much. one that you can't tell what it is. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right, here's a good question for you. What are your opinions on alternate win condition cards? Well, there's a whole Good Morning Magic episode about alternate win condition cards. I recommend you go look up and watch. Yeah, but, but I love them. I, I, yeah. love, I love alternate win condition cards. I think that they are awesome if they're not good, right? Or not too strong, right? If, if every game is ending in alternate win condition, I think that's a bit of a bummer. But ones you have to really build for and that generate stories are fantastic. And in my episode, I dive in deep as to what I think good ones are and bad ones are and uh, what, what makes a good alternate win card. So it, it's actually a great episode, in my opinion. Um, you know, I would go and watch it. Okay. Um, how much consideration do you all give to Pioneer and Modern metas when making new sets? Excuse me. Yeah, we definitely think about Pioneer and Modern as we're making sets. The general rule is the further back in time you go, 
the harder it becomes mm -hmm. to predict what's going to happen, right? When you start thinking about legacy, like we, we do think about legacy, but there's so many cards in the card pool, it's hard yeah. to know what impacts things are going to have. But a good example are the pain lands, right? A lot of the pain lands were not available in Pioneer uh, before uh, these two sets came out, Dominar United and the Brothers War. So we wanted to make sure they were here so Pioneer would have access to them. Yeah. Um, so. Um, how is Stone Rain any different from playing Counterspells? Feels the same to me. I'm going to put this this way. If you have two lands in play, and all of your spells cost two mana, Counterspell will stop one of those. Stone Rain stops all of them. Right. It stops you from casting future spells. Yep. It also, like, Counterspells mean if I have five mana and you have one Counterspell in your hand, I can cast two spells in the same turn. Yeah. Right? Um, and you at least get to play your cards. There's a, there's a big difference. But that's actually a good idea for an episode. It's an episode on LD. I should make one on that. Yeah. That's a good topic. There I, I love chat because it's been good yeah. ideas for episodes. There are people who love land destruction and various different ways of preventing your opponent from playing game, and that is a legit way to play the game. Um, but in dashes here and there. Producer Sean has let me know that he has the token. Let's do it. And then that's the last thing we're going to do in the show because it's time. There it is. Forest Dryad, token land creature, Forest Dryad, 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Note the Art by Donato, too. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, Art by Donato is fantastic. This creature is affected by summoning sickness, and it has tab at green. Cool. Forest Dryad token. Thank you, Producer Sean. Thank you, Gavin, for joining and talking magic with us, because we all know that we hate doing that here. <laughs> Thank you, Blake, for having me. It's fun yeah, to be on absolutely. the show. Uh, next week, as I said, we have a special guest, Billy Jensen, the director of play. He's going to come on and talk about play, uh, but he's also going to talk specifically about MagicCon Philadelphia. He's going to talk a lot about what we learned from Magic 30 and improvements we're going to make for Philadelphia. Uh, spoiler alert, we have twice as much space at Philadelphia. Literally, the square footage is more than twice as many as, as Vegas. So uh, we're really looking forward to you talking about MagicCon Philadelphia. So tune in next week on November 10th at this time. But then after that, we're moving to Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Of course, you can still find us on YouTube and the VODs on twitch.tv slash magic. Um, but if you want to catch us live and ask questions, Tuesdays, 10 a.m. starting November 15th. Uh, Otherwise, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week with Billy Jensen. See you, everybody. Enjoy the set.